Anthony Bevilier got the game winner as the Islanders earned a 3-2 overtime win over the Maple Leafs. We'll talk about this game, including a new NHL record for Cal Clutterbuck, and a lot more coming up on this episode of Locked On Islanders Podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to get to after the Islanders' exciting 3-2 overtime win over the Maple Leafs. But first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question you'd like to ask, a comment about something we've discussed on the show, or maybe a topic you'd like us to have on the air on a future episode of Locked On Islanders, feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with fellow Islander fans during game time or any time, so follow and DM me and, and mention me, and always great to talk a little Islanders hockey with you. What a game. Uh, wasn't pretty. Not by any stretch of the imagination, but two points is two points. Islanders with a late comeback, scoring with a little less than three minutes left in regulation to tie it. And then the game winner just uh, a minute 56 into overtime. And the Islanders end up beating the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 3-2. to two. And look, this game was anything but pretty. Islanders were outshot 32 to 24. They were outplayed for fairly long stretches of this game. But and here is the key. The star of the game, if if I'm, you know, you could talk about the tying goal and the winning goal and what have you, but the reason the New York Islanders were able to win this hockey game was the outstanding goaltending of Ilya Sorokin. Sorokin stopping 30 out of 32 shots. That's a 938 save percentage. 
And really, it's not just the number of saves, it's the quality of saves. Both goals came from the high danger areas, but realistically, there were about seven or eight, maybe more, other high quality, dangerous shots on goal by the Maple Leafs and a lot of other opportunities that didn't quite get through. But for large portions of this game, Toronto was carrying the play. They were faster than the Islanders, and the Islanders had to really scrap to stay with the Maple Leafs. And it is to their credit that they were able to do so. And this win sort of matches the Islanders' typical M.O., in that they didn't necessarily outplay the opponent, but they were able to uh, scrap by, be tough, and get the job done. And that was critical. At no point did the Islanders trail by more than one goal. And Sorokin was the main reason for that. There were some other good individual defensive plays, but overall it was Sorokin who was the biggest reason for the Islanders' success. And to me, he is the first star of this game. Now, strong games also for Anthony Bavillier. Who led the Islanders in shots on goal with four? Well, two players, Noah Dobson and Anthony Bavillier. And at one point, Bo had both Islander shots early in the game when they were being outshot badly in the first few minutes of this contest. It was like 7-2 to two at one point, and Bo had both shots. And Bavillier used his speed well in this game and was able to get that game-winning goal. He's the only player on the Islanders roster who finished the game with a plus two rating. Uh, got a little scare early in the game as Brock Nelson was injured in, I think it was like the first two, two and a half minutes of the game, went to the locker room, got checked out, but thankfully came back later in the first period. And Brock Nelson ended up playing the second most minutes of any Islander forward in this game. He had an assist, and boy, I'll tell you, the Islanders, this is a team that is so thin at forward that there are three players right now among the team's forwards that they absolutely cannot afford to lose because the offense just wouldn't be there, and that's Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, and Matthew Barzal. Anyone else, you know, not that it wouldn't hurt to lose some of these other players for a week or however long. You don't want anything like that happening. But those guys, uh, those three players provide so much of the offense that the falloff would be dramatic if any of them were to get hurt. Oliver Wallstrom in this game. And Wally, you know, he had only one shot on goal in 12 and a half minutes. Didn't do a heck of a lot offensively. Wasn't a dynamic game for Wally. But he got into a fight, which you don't expect. Rasmus Sandin 
dropping the gloves after Wallstrom made a, a questionable hit. It was not penalized. I don't think it was intentional, but there was possibly a little knee-on-knee -knee action. And basically, when Austin Matthews got hit by uh, Wallstrom, uh, basically, Sandine said, hey, not going to allow that. Drop the gloves. And to Wally's credit, he stuck up for himself. And I think he actually won the fight. And uh, again, you know, you want to see Oliver Wallstrom hitting people and doing those things away from the puck that you need to do to win. That's why he doesn't get the ice time that everybody is sort of wishing he would get. And... Again, it wasn't his best game, but seeing him out there uh, willing to stand up for himself, he was credited with two hits in this game and more power to him for that. And it was just encouraging to see that Wallstrom stuck up for himself. But overall, not the best or prettiest win for the Islanders, but you get two points from Noah Dobson. Goals from Bailey and Bavillier, two guys who fans tend to get on a little bit. And overall, just enough to win this hockey game. Not a game they necessarily outplayed the opponent, but boy, uh, a hard-fought, hard-earned Islanders-style win to get a badly needed two points and end this road trip 2-2. Two and two. You go 500 on the road and win two-thirds or three-quarters of your possible home points, you're going to have a solid season. And that's what the Islanders got done in this game with the 500 road trip. We have got a lot more to discuss. Cal Clutterbuck setting a new NHL record. We'll talk about that. We'll also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball. we got World Cup soccer now and eSports and, of course, hockey. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And hey, Islanders return home Wednesday. Maybe you want to make it a little more exciting and uh, have a little skin in the game. Check out the odds at betonline.net. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So, the Islanders had a record setter in this game. And look, it's 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 a little odd because Cal Clutterbuck came into this game needing six hits to become the NHL's all-time leader in that category for a career. And okay, 
hits have not been an official category until, what, the last 15, 20 years? So some of the great players, I mean, how many hits did, uh, you know, some of the guys from, I can only imagine, uh, you know, some of the old-time guys, Gordy Howe, how many hits did he have in his career? We don't know. It was never an official stat. But that doesn't take away from the fact that since it became an official stat, no Islanders player has, or no player in NHL history has had more uh, more hits than Cal Clutterbuck. So congratulations to Clutter. He had nine hits in this game. So did Alexander Romanov. And Romanov also uh, plays a physical game, nine hits, two blocks. But for Clutterbuck, it, it, you know, it's the way he plays the game. And the thing I love about Cal Clutterbuck, it's not just the fact that he's physical, but Clutter doesn't take stupid penalties. And I mentioned this uh, a week ago when Cal Clutterbuck was one of our Islanders' birthdays of the day. And the thing about Clutter that not a lot of people understand is that he has only had, in his NHL career, one season out of 16 where he went over 100 penalty minutes. And with the Islanders, he has never gone above 60 penalty minutes in 10, this is now his 10th season. He is physical, but he is clean. And, you know, to me, that is the mark of a good fourth-line player. There is a reason that the identity line has long been considered the best fourth line in hockey. And Cal Clutterbuck is not just physical, but he's smart. He has a high hockey IQ. And his value to this team, even at the age of 35, continues to resonate and continues to be there because he is able to play such a smart game. And I I just think that it's great to see a guy like Cal Clutterbuck play so many games in the NHL. He's now, you know, closing in on a thousand games for his career. He has 950 plus. Uh, and just still playing at a solid level. For a guy who has spent almost his entire career on the fourth line, this is sort of like the biggest honor that a physical fourth line player like Cal Clutterbuck can have as far as individual honors are concerned. So congratulations to Cal Clutterbuck for setting this record and for playing so well for so long and doing it the way you're supposed to do it. Smart, physical, four checks aggressively, responsible defensively, you know, hasn't scored more than eight goals in a year since 2015, 2016, but his value to the team has not diminished. He already has uh, two goals this year. Maybe he'll finish the season with eight, seven or eight, maybe 10, but 
his value goes way beyond just goals. And for Cal Clutterbuck, you know, nobody, nobody has delivered more hits, at least officially, than Cal Clutterbuck of the New York Islanders. So congratulations to Clutter. And, you know, Clutter wasn't alone. We mentioned Romanov and his physicality. Matt Martin, five hits in this game. And the Islanders, as a team, were the more physical team. And let's not kid ourselves. The fact that the Islanders were so much more physical than the Maple Leafs is, you know, one of the reasons why you tie the game with 258 left in regulation and win in overtime. Because you wear a team down when you play physically over the course of 60, or in this case, 62 almost minutes of hockey. And look, skill-wise, the New York Islanders are not as skilled as the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto is faster. Toronto has more goal scorers on their roster. Toronto had home ice advantage so they could match lines. But the Islanders worked hard. They were physical. And they did indeed, over the course of the game, wear down the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'll say this. Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck, between the three of them, between the three of them, had one shot on goal. But they had several really strong shifts that helped set the tone for this team. And even though they barely showed up on the score sheet as far as shots and none of them had any points in this game, they played an important role in this team's win. And you saw it time and time again that the Islanders uh, fed off of the momentum created by the physicality of the identity line. So Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck getting the job done again for the Islanders and definitely, definitely part of the reason why this team won the hockey game. We have got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, a defensive defenseman who joined the Islanders in the mid-70s and was a big reason for their ascent to the top echelon of the NHL by the end of the decade. Let's see if you can guess who that is, and we'll also have some parting thoughts about last night's game and the importance for the Islanders of getting those two points. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Islanders listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it in an emergency, you have 24 7 professional monitoring agents using Fast Protect technology, which is exclusively from Simply Safe, and it captures critical evidence and verifies that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security system 
with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras inside and out, and smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. They even have hazard sensors that detect things like fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe security system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today is the 79th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Burt Marshall. Marshall, 6'2", 195 pounds in the 70s. That made him a very big uh, defenseman. And he was a defensive defenseman. Not a guy who was ever going to put a lot of pucks in the net. In fact, he never scored more than four goals in a season in his career. But he was smart heady and physical, and a leader. And when the Islanders acquired the Kamloops British Columbia native, they got a bargain. Now, he broke into the league in 1965-66 with the Detroit Red Wings, which traded midway through the 67-68 season to the then Oakland Seals, who later became the California Golden Seals, and he was later named captain of that young expansion franchise. In 72-73, at the trade deadline, the Rangers acquired him. He played eight games during the regular season, six games in the playoffs with the Rangers, and then joined the Islanders for 1973-74. Stayed with them through the 78-79 season, and then went on to be, he was a player coach in 78-79, was the head coach of the Islanders farm club, the Indianapolis Checkers, in the CHL in 79-80 and 80-81, and then became the head coach briefly for the Colorado Rockies in 81-82, but that franchise was struggling badly. For uh, Burt Marshall, he stayed with the Islanders for a grand total of six seasons, and he added leadership, experience, and savvy to this team, and Kind of like Ken Morrow, he was not a great offensive player, but he got more productive in the playoffs than he did in the regular season when it came to putting up points. And we're going to go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander. And yes, it is a playoff game. April 20th, uh, 1976, excuse me, game five of the Islanders' quarterfinal series against the Buffalo Sabres. This one at the odd in Buffalo. Islanders lost the first two games of this series in Buffalo, won the next two at home at the Coliseum, and this was the big fifth game back in Buffalo. Billy Smith, the Islanders goalie, Jerry Desjardins, the ex-Islander, was in net for Buffalo, and it was the Sabres getting on the board first. The French connection line strikes Rick Martin, his fourth from Gilbert Perot and Jim Schoenfeld at 537, 1-0 Sabres. And then Danny Gare makes it 2-0 Buffalo, his fifth from Don Luce and Jerry King Kong Korob at 657 Islanders in a 2-0 hole in a critical game five of this series. But 
Andre St. Laurent of the banana line gets the Islanders on the board. His first in the playoffs from Gary Howitt at 740. That made it 2-1. And then the Islanders' power play clicks. Two men in the box for the Sabres, Rene Robert and Craig Ramsey, both off for minors. J.P. Parise, Zach's dad, his fourth from Jude Duran and Dennis Potvan at 14-10. We are tied 2-2 after the first period. The second period was scoreless. This was a physical game. Fights in the first period between Dave Lewis and Lee Fogelin. Gary Howitt and Paul McIntosh dropped the gloves in the second. But in the third, Buffalo gets the lead. Jim Lorenz, an unassisted goal, his first in the playoffs at 10-16. But the lead lasted just a little more than five minutes. Dennis Potvan ties it at 15-32. His fourth of the playoffs from J.P. Parise and Ju Drouin. And then, with 19 seconds left in the game, in the clutch, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Burt Marshall, his first of the playoffs from Andre St. Laurent and the captain, Ed Westfall. Islanders win it 4-3. Billy Smith, 21 saves to earn the win. For Burt Marshall, our Islanders' birthday of the day, he had the one goal on three shots on goal, and it was the game winner. Islanders would go back to the Coliseum two days later and close out the series with a 3-2 win. So a magic moment there for Burt Marshall. He is 79 years old today. We wish him all the best. I've met Burt Marshall. Great guy. Nice to talk to. Has some great Islander and hockey stories to tell. So happy birthday, Burt Marshall. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. This win really was, in my mind, important for the New York Islanders. And I'll tell you why. This team could not afford to get into a three-game losing streak. And you split this four-game road trip. You win in Ottawa, you win in Toronto, you lose in Nashville and Dallas. Now you have a tough home game against Edmonton and then in Columbus and then a home-and-home with the Philadelphia Flyers. If they lost to Toronto, Edmonton being such a tough opponent, you couldn't afford to think about a four-game losing streak. I, I really like the way this team sort of stepped up. The bottom line, however, in my mind, remains. This team needs a scorer sooner rather than later. And if Lou Lamorello is going to wait all the way until the trade deadline, I, I really think this team benefits more by making a move sooner than that. So many tools are there. It just has to be worked out. But this, this Metropolitan Division is not going to be easy. The Devils are red hot. Carolina is good. We know the Rangers are good. Pittsburgh is finding themselves. If Washington gets healthy, you know they are going to be a threat. It's a tough division, and the Islanders need all the wins they can get. It was a gutsy, if not pretty, two points tonight, and it really helped the Islanders to get it. Thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It has the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go 
islanders.